Hello, you beautiful queens and kings out there in this grand universe. Today's episode, I have a very beautiful special guest. Her name is Alicia John. She is the owner of Derma Globe Med Spa and Aesthetics. She is a MSN, APRN, and she focuses on skincare, anti-aging, Botox, fillers, thread lifts, and she does mobile services as well. So if you'd like to do a Botox party or a filler party or both party, <laughs> she can come and do that and you just host it. I'm super, super ecstatic to interview her because I know a lot of you have questions about med spa services, especially Botox and fillers, and I don't have a lot of knowledge in that area, and she also will discuss about different alternatives so you don't have to go under the knife to do certain procedures for the ideal look that you're going for. So let's get started. in your skin podcast today i have the most beautiful gorgeous stunning woman on the face of the earth oh my goodness <laughs> named alicia john she is the owner of derma glow med spa and aesthetics and she is a advanced nurse practitioner who does a lot of the medi stuff so botox fillers uh-huh. you name it she does it basically so I'm going to hand the mic over to her and she can do a proper introduction about herself and then we'll continue on with our interview. So go ahead. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you so much for that generous <laughs> introduction. Uh, yes, I'm an advanced practice nurse. I've been a nurse for 17 years and an advanced practice nurse for 15 years and i uh, I have a history or a background in oncology and bone marrow transplant, uh, nursing leadership and the hospital, and I've been doing aesthetics now for about seven or eight years. Whoa. I didn't realize that you've been practicing in the aesthetics field for that long. Mm -hmm. Wow. What got you into it? Um, In... 2016, 2017, I was actually laid off. There was some insurance reimbursement changes and the whole healthcare industry uh, had layoffs. And I wanted to think about how I could use my license and own my own business Mm -hmm. and not be reliant upon insurance because that's you know, the trickle effect that led to the layoffs. Uh, I've always wanted to own my own business long-term. That was my life goal. And so I thought aesthetics. Um, My passions were oncology and hospice and aesthetics. I've always, I've been using moisturizer and sunscreen since (laughs) I was 12. Uh, You know, I've had an esthetician since I was 15. So it was a natural fit. uh, And I went and started training and getting my certifications at that time. Wow. That's crazy that you were using moisturizers and stuff, moisturizers and like skincare stuff at like 15 and seeing an esthetician. You're like way ahead of the game than most people. Yes. <laughs> I had a great auntie with very leathery skin. She loved to be out in the sun mm. and play golf and sun worship her. And she told me, she's like, sister, <laughs> if you don't want to do this, start now. <laughs> 
And I listened and I thankful and I tell all the girls in my life, when you're 12, you start with that moisturizer and sunscreen. <laughs> Stay away from the sun. It's yes. the devil. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. That's so great. Um, what? Okay. So we're going to do an icebreaker because I like to do an icebreaker just to like get us to be relaxed and not be so, not taking it so serious in this interview because I want it to be like we're having a conversation with each other. You know? Okay. So the icebreaker question is if you could be a color, what would it be and why? Well, my first instinct is to say glitter. Oh my God. Yes. But I think that's <laughs> cheating. It's not a color. <laughs> Um, so let's just assume from this moment forward in the interview that I color with the glitter pack of crayons. Okay. Um, I think I would say blue. Ooh, blue. Mm. Why? Why that color? Uh, so I've done a lot of the personality classifications and testing systems being in leadership in the hospitals and such. And so I did one called intrinsics and you get classified into four colors and my color is blue. Really? And, mm -hmm. Blue is you lead with your emotions. I call it a Labrador puppy. Just like, <laughs> I love you and I want you to be happy and be loved too. And that's how I proceed with my decisions and my interactions. They're all flavored by that. Whereas green, they're very analytical. They want a lot of data and numbers to explain things. So their decisions are driven by that. Um, gold is very organized to-do list, um, sequential. And then orange, it, they, they are, they drive me crazy. They are fun. <laughs> they have no rhyme or reason. Don't tell them how to do it. Just say what you need done and when you need it done. And they may do it down to the last minute, but they'll get it done. And it may be unorthodox in the way they do it, but gosh, didn't we have a good time? And you're like stressing out the whole time yes. <laughs> while they're acting that way. Yes. Cause my second color is gold. So I need organization and I need to know that everyone's going to be happy. And if you're not telling me how you're getting it done, I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> But you're a fun person. I'm glad you came. And honestly, a lot of my work besties were oranges. They like balanced me or something. I guess I was drawn to the chaos. That's so interesting. So so I guess my colors are kind of tied to that ah. per personality profile when I think of them in my brain. Where can you take that test? Like where can you uh, I have found a knockoff online. Mm. Um, it's intrinsics, N-T-R-I-N-S-E. I X. Mm -hmm. So I Googled that and I found, cause otherwise you have to pay for it, you know? So oh. um, it's like an official program that you do through work and everything. But, um, so that, I just Googled a knockoff quiz. That is the coolest thing. I've never heard of that before. I've heard of like color theory with like energetic wise, right? Um, like more on the holistic or meta, meta, metaphysical realm. Um, I also heard like kind of like with feng shui using colors. Mm -hmm. I never thought about that though. I never knew that that existed that you can actually take in your workplace. And it's just resonated with me so much that it's now ingrained in me when I think of those colors. Wow. Isn't that interesting? It made sense to me. I'm like, okay, now I know how to talk to people. <laughs> they don't care about warm fuzzies. They want data. It totally made sense for me. I was talking to them in, the, in a way that wasn't meaningful to them to receive it. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, do you notice that? Sorry, side tangent, but do you notice that with like people you are around in yes, general? Yes, I totally classify them in my brain and I'm like, this, really? it's not about how I need to convey it. It's how, how will it be meaningful, them, meaningful to them to receive it. Ooh, do you take mm -hmm. that on with your guests or your patients? Or do you call them get 
patients, clients? Uh, clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I think I do it uh, subconsciously. Oh, that's... I'm, I'm a very intuitive person. Yes. So I think all that goes on behind the scenes. And I don't do it as a cognitive decision, but I think I naturally can see, okay, this is clicking for them. This is mm. not, you know, they responded mm. to this way more. That's so interesting. Yeah. I feel like you should teach a class in this. Oh, I would love to. I find it so interesting. You should totally do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You would be amazing. And especially the way you explain it too. It's like, okay, I, I can understand. It really helped me there. You know, doctors can be, um, they have high expectations. They're high performers. Mm. And I had some tricky ones that we were just not on the same wavelength. And it really helped me once I understood okay, they need to hear this information in a different way. I really had much better communication with them. Huh. Much more effective. That's super cool. We'll yeah. have to talk more about this because this is really fascinating. I never heard of this before, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you would be good at teaching people about this, especially yeah. businesses yeah. with employees. It's, it's kind of like the love languages too, right? It's just this idea of, hey, you're thinking about it one way because that's how it's meaningful to you, and that's how you communicate, and that's your value set but it's not about you when you're trying to convey something. It's about how it needs to be received. Mm-hmm. So that really shifted things for me, both of those. Wow. That's so cool. I'm yeah. so like intrigued with this. I'm like, I feel like I can talk to you about this for a very long period of time. <laughs> That's so cool. So I know we, you discussed a little bit about what you do um, and how you got into it. So I guess tell us, <laughs> tell us about uh Derma Glow. Tell us about your business. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um I really wanted to own my own business. Uh not be middle management where you felt responsible for outcomes and responsible for people, but not able to make the decisions you needed to affect and impact their lives successfully. You know, a lot of it was well it's coming down the pipe and you roll it out and you enforce it. So um, to now be able to have the freedom with my own company to be able to impact people in a way with my time and resources, that's meant a lot. Uh, it's meant a lot for my work-life balance. I'm oh, <laughs> such a lighter spirit. I am in such a better mood. Um, and I get to have the time to volunteer or go spend with a friend or you know, the kids at home it's wonderful. And then Dermaglow, my clients, I get to be an artist every day. You know, I get to teach and educate, which I love to do. I want to help people make informed decisions because it's scary when you're dealing with your face, you know, that's tied to, uh, who we are and our identity. Um, and you're like, is it going to change? I want to tweak something. I have this concern. This has always bothered me. And people are trusting you with that. So if you can give them the education they need to feel confident in that process and then to have them smile and feel confident and relieved afterwards, it's just so much fun. I get to have fun and positivity every day with people. Mm. I love it. I love that so much. I think, too, it's as a licensed esthetician, you know there's like a battle between those worlds of like many well. Dermatologist, medi spa, and quote unquote regular esthetician, spa like esthetician. So there's always like this battle, it seems. And and I love how you, um, I'm losing my thought, my brain. I love how you're talking about that, about like 
mental health, how it actually does affect people's mental health on the way that they feel about themselves. It's not necessarily something that's like superficial that a lot of people believe it to be, especially Mm -hmm. in this beauty industry. People think it's super superficial, but it's much more deeper than that. Mm -hmm. So I love that you mentioned about that. And I think that puts a lot of comfort in people too, because you hear all of the horrid stories, right? Mm -hmm. Getting Medi-Spall services done. Um, and even like the atmosphere of the Medi-Spall services too, right? So I really like that's really refreshing to hear and I, I, it's, it's beautiful. (laughs) That's very similar to your services as well, right? They're holistic. Yeah. We're treating the person, not just a symptom of the skin or anything like that. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I uh, I want to get to, how did you, what made you think about Botox and fillers? Like, were you getting, or? or oh, yes. I'm side. a consumer of all the <laughs> services I provide. Well, sorry. Let me, let me uh, track back. What services do you provide? <laughs> Well, I feel like I provide a lot and there are so many more and that can be overwhelming too, right? Yeah. Because there's more than one way to skin a cat. If you have an end goal, you can go Google that and everyone's going to swear that their treatment or remedy is the best when really they're all very good, you know, for the most part. And we're um, all trying to achieve the same thing, just right. different takes on it. Exactly. So I think it really has to do with what you value in terms of what you are okay or not okay with doing and how invasive you want to go time money um (laughs) i think you're fine you're good you're good you're good um what got you into or what services do you provide so uh i feel like i offer a lot but they're all services that i really value i think they are a good value for your time and money and I think they have good outcomes so they're all things that I enjoy for myself right so uh, a big one that I provide besides the traditional Botox or neurotoxins and fillers is PRF and that's where we Mm -hmm. draw your blood and we spin out in a centrifuge the good healthy cells the platelet-rich fibrin and stem cells and white cells and growth factors and it's regenerative medicine so you can turn it into a filler and use your own body's substances to make filler we can use it on the skin to heal um you know it's been used in sports medicine and joints for a long time what this is new to me i've never heard of this in my life yes and how long has this been happening oh gosh you know probably 20 years and the aesthetics have really it's gaining steam um we've been doing it for about 10 12 years uh, when it was prp oh and it was in an fixative that preserved it that really stung. So when you put it in the skin, it hurt. But now we have new technologies where it's PRF and we don't have that preservative so it doesn't sting anymore. So I think that's why it's really becoming more popular because it's easier to tolerate. Yeah. But girl, mm, that's some good stuff. (laughs) Have people switched over to that? Yes. Yes. Some people are like, I want this instead of Botox. I'm like, no, no, no. Botox is a gold standard. (laughs) If you can't form the wrinkle, you can't, or move the muscle, you can't form the wrinkle. So that's, Mm. um, but yeah, it's, it's great. You really feel just glowy afterwards. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I didn't even know. See, there's like, there's so much stuff that's like coming that's new or they're changing the concept and renaming it. Exactly. So it's like 
it's still the same thing, but just different protocols or different form of it. Mm-hmm. And they're calling it something different. So I'm, it's like you have to try to keep up, but then it's hard to yes. keep up with everything that's mm-hmm. out there in this industry. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, I, it's hard. <laughs> right? Oh, everyone always oh, yeah. wants the newest and the latest. So I feel like even when you have ivory soap that's been great for 50 years, they're still going to come up with a new packaging or a new way to reframe it. Yes. Yes. Just because then they can tout that for marketing, you know? Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. Oh, yes. It's, it's a, an overwhelming um, world to try and educate yourself on. Yeah. And that's why I'm passionate about helping people filter through that to figure mm-hmm. out what's your concern and what are your options so that you can choose and make an informed decision as opposed to just a Google d- decision because that can be a is rabbit that, hole, right? Does that happen? Do people go to places and they're like... Oh, I Googled this, so I know this is what I want, so can you do it? And they're like, yes, and they do it. Without actually doing a proper consultation and oh, saying, absolutely. no, this isn't. A Unfortunately. Good- yes. <gasps> mm. And so then they get a bad experience, and then they assume all all medispas are like this, or all nurses do this. or Yeah. You mm. know, some places are business-oriented and not client or person-oriented. And they're in it for the bottom line. And I don't judge anyone for that. You know, people have bills to pay. And um, sometimes you're with a company that helps you get up and running. And you have, you know, protocols that you have to do and things like that. Uh, But my way of doing things and the way that I choose to proceed is let's come and talk. I don't even want to, I'm not trying to sell you a service. I want to educate you. I'm passionate about skincare. I'm passionate about, if this is a concern of yours, giving you the tools you need mm. to feel like you can make it better and, and be empowered to do something about it, you know? And then if you happen to choose a service, well, that's great. But if not, that's okay, too. Here's some free samples. Good luck, Godspeed. <laughs> Text me any questions you have because we just talked about a lot. So I know you're going to have follow-up questions. <laughs> that's you know? such, that, oh, that makes my heart so warm to hear. And Again, it's, it, it, it takes that scary approach away from this because it is a pretty serious field. It's very serious mm-hmm. when you're injecting things or uh, doing abrasive treatments that like really are trying to put trauma or wounding to the skin to mm-hmm. cause it to heal. Which is our biggest organ. Yes. It protects us from infection and everything, so we have to treat it correctly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful that you said that. And I know I have a lot of people who want to try it or interested in doing like next up things um, just because why not try it once in your life Mm -hmm. and see if it works for them or they need to they or for example, regular facials are not going to really do changes to their skin because they're already pretty far gone into what happened. So they have to go to the next level and do more abrasive stuff, Mm -hmm. but it can be very scary for people you know, or right. where do I go? So it's really refreshing to hear you say that because it makes it more, them more comfortable and not feel the pressure into having to go into that service. Or I don't know how to, how I'm trying to explain myself. No, that makes sense. Because you know how like you go to some places and they're like, this is what you need. This is what you need. This is what you need. And, you're like, and then buy three products too. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, ah, I don't know. Ah, and they're like, well, if you don't do this, then it's your fault. And they're like, ah, so it's like really, it's, it's putting them out of like a vulnerable state where they're having to decide if they want to, or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like pre- being pressured into doing something that maybe they're not ready for. Well, I think that's the great thing for you and I about owning our own businesses is we don't have to answer to someone else about 
a certain number of sales or anything like that. Yeah. So we can feel in the moment what that person needs and we can accommodate as we see fit having that autonomy. Yeah, I agree 100%. Always support your local businesses. Yes. <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. I am too. <laughs> um, so is that your most popular services, P-E-R-F? R-F? I'd say Botox, and I actually do more PRF than I do filler now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm a believer in it, you know? Wow, mm-hmm. okay. And because I can turn it into filler, so. Okay, how long mm-hmm. does it last? Um, so... That's a complicated question. If I'm turning it into filler, it has the same duration as regular filler. So depends on where we place it, mm. how much you move your face. The more you move it, the last, the shorter duration it will last. Um, so about 9 to 12 months if we're looking around the mouth or the eyes. Um, up to two years if we're just doing the cheeks or jaw somewhere where we don't move it a lot, but we're building structure. So what's the difference? And I, I should have asked you this in the beginning. So sorry. I'm just, there's so many questions coming in my head. No. Uh, <laughs> what's the difference between, I know Botox is a name of it, right. but what's the difference between that and filler? Yes. Great question. So Botox, uh, which we call all the brands, we generally call them Botox, but it's a neuromodulator or neurotoxin because it's affecting the nerve so that the muscle is paralyzed temporarily, so it can't move. So we wanna be very specific where we're putting those. Um, And so if you can't move the muscle, you can't scrunch the skin to form that wrinkle, Mm, right? And so that lasts about three months on average for most people, so it's something that you would keep up your appointments for. Question I get all the time, if I decide not to keep it up, am I gonna be worse for the wear afterwards? No, you're gonna be back at your natural state. You're not going to be, your skin's not going to be worse. Same with filler. If it wears off and you don't want to do it again, you haven't stretched anything out, you haven't made anything saggier, you're just going to be back at your natural state, no problem. So there's um, really, you know, minimal risk involved. Everything has some risk to it, but minimal risk involved with trying it. Um, Now, filler is going to help replace volume that we've lost with aging. Our bones start to shrink, our fat pads in our face start to shrink, our... um, ligaments and skin can start to get a little lax or saggy and so we just go and put the filler in the right spots where that volume used to be so you'll restore towards a more restful youthful look Mm. you know all the volume used to be up towards the top of our face in an upside down triangle and gravity brought it down to a regular triangle down by our jowls (laughs) isn't that rude (laughs) no not at all i just liked your face expression when you did that like to our jowls i know so sad (laughs) so we put the volume back up where it used to be up by our cheeks and our um, Mm. cheek line and under our eyes and it really just draws the eye back up again and creates that upward angle. And then the, I'm going to butcher it again. I'm sorry. PRF. Great. Ah! Ding, 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 ding. That one is the replacement of a filler, more natural form. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of a manufactured filler with hyaluronic acid, we take your albumin protein in your blood and spin that out. In addition to the platelet-rich fibrin, I turn it into a gel by heating it up. Whoa, and then you're I mix a mad it. scientist. I, it is. It's very scientific. I love it. Everyone's like, ooh, all your equipment. I'm like, yeah. So fun. Nothing's too good for you, baby. You're going to pull out all the stops. So it's really cool. It's super awesome. It's great, too, because if you have immune issues or some people are just sensitive to medications and 
and foreign mm. things like that. It's all you. There's zero additives, so it's a great option. It's mm. less scary for some people. Are, are people still doing fat transfer for, mm. like, filler and stuff? Yeah, it's an option. Mm-hmm. Okay. More you... so plastic surgeons tend to do that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. We have uh, manufactured fat as well that we can use. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. But now people are preferring the PRF, right? Yes. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. And again, three options that we just gave, fat or PRF gel or just hyaluronic acid filler, traditional filler, all for the same purpose. And so mm. we have to ta- sit and talk and educate so that you can help make the right decision for you, you know? Yes. And I'm sure they, because, you know, people, People are pretty savvy now. They, mm-hmm. They're more educated than ever. So they're getting a mass amount of information and it can be overwhelming. And it's like, what's the truth? I don't even know because mm-hmm. this is this person's opinion and this is what their opinion is. So it, it's 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 overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an overload. It's mm-hmm. definitely an overload. Um, what are some common myths about? I'm just going to lump them all together. But what's right. a common myth about these specific services? Well, one is what we touched on that if you start doing them and then you stop them, you're going to be worse for the wear. And that's just not true. Mm. Um, So you don't have to be worried about trying them. And if you don't like them, they will wear off and then you're back at baseline. And the other is people hear the word Botox and they equate it with Real Housewives, overfilled, puffy. And it's just that's that's filler gone wrong. Mm. So it can be very natural and also, you don't have to do it all at once either. Some people want to accomplish quite a few things. And mm-hmm. I like to do it in stages because then someone doesn't look at you and say, you look different. What have you had done? All of a sudden, if you're doing it over several months, you just look refreshed. And they can't say, oh, you've had something done. Something's not dramatically different. Mm. So um, it doesn't have to look overdone if it's done correctly. Mm. I agree. Simple and natural. Yes. And you know what? A lot of celebrities get it and you don't realize it because it's very natural. I know. I tell people all the time. I'm like, girl, that she's had work. You know, this is what she's had done. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yes. You're lying to yourself if you don't think she has those tear troughs and cheeks filled. Okay. 50 does not naturally look like that. (laughs) J-Lo is not just using olive oil. I, it was so funny because we I was talking about this with a friend of mine. They were talking about, oh, um, this person looks so good natural. This person looks so good natural. I'm like, girl, they're not technically natural because they have filler. They've had some type of cosmetic thing done to them. But you can do it to where it looks natural. You don't have to be the scary, puffy, pillow face look. Exactly. And I think, oh, I wanted actually to talk to you about this. It's it's away from from injectables, but I have noticed there's a trend right now on buckle fat removal. Uh-huh. <laughs> there sure is. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I don't have an opinion one way or the other. If it's a look that you like, um, go for it. It is permanent. Mm-hmm. You're removing a fat pad. When you're older you may want that fat pad back because Mm -hmm. like I said, our skin gets looser and our fat pads shrink and then you're looking hollow in the cheeks Mm -hmm. where it looks nice and chiseled now. You're going to want that volume later and you're going to be trying to replace it. Yes. So I think it's a lot like um, 
you know, getting the tattoo of your lover's name when you're 18. (laughs) I hope it still rings true 50 years later, God willing. Um, But it's a risk. You don't, you just don't know how you're going to feel about it, you know, um, 50 years later. But, uh, I mean, you can contour, you know, um, to help get that look. You can do Kybella to the buckle fat pad, which will help break up some of the cells without having to physically remove them. Because if you want to fatten them up later, you can fatten up your existing fat cells or um, grow a few new ones. But if the fat pad's gone, the fat pad's gone. Yeah, I've seen that because it's been really, really trendy. The whole thing right now is people are going away from BBLs and getting fat buckle fat removal. But <laughs> I know, I know. Don't get me started. <laughs> We're going back to heroin chic. I know that's yes. probably a taboo coin um, name. That's what it was called in the 90s. Y'all, Bella Hadid has mm-hmm. anorexia. It, she's sick. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we are prioritizing that and glorifying that as beautiful, and she's a beautiful girl, but I can see her sickness. Yeah. And it pains me when I see pictures of her. And she's part of the trend of the buckle fat removal. I don't want people chasing that. Yes, I agree 100%. Like, we're yeah. going so away from what we've been trying to overcome. You yeah. Know? I And I tell my husband this all the time. I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. How... How is it we had about a good, what, like maybe six six to ten years of us being mm-hmm. positive with our bodies? We're all different shapes and sizes, right? We all have different genetics. And now we're like, okay, let's go back to looking anorexic and right. hair and, and surgically sheep. removing things to look yes. skinny. Yeah. A.K.A. the buckle fat removal yeah. where they look very sunken in mm-hmm. and some a little bit more extreme than others. It's very sad. Now, you were seeing how you can make your make it come back so when you do the kybella mm-hmm. you can how does that how does that work well the kybella will kill and, and bust up some of the fat cells in there but you'll still have the fat pad and so fat cells if you gain weight can replenish themselves they can become larger mm. um, so even if there are some cells there it can be restored and wow. also the pads there so if you did want to add filler there's more anatomy and matrix for it to be more natural Um, but I understand the point of it too. Uh, some people, those jowls just are pronounced for them. It's their hereditary makeup and it bothers them. Mm. Um, and I've seen some good results with the buckle fat pad removal as well, but generally it's because it's been a puffy, more pronounced area for them. Not because they want to go from a normal silhouette to skinnier. It's Mm. generally a hypertrophic or more pronounced area that they're trying to get rid of. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, that's so interesting. So you can do for those who are wanting to have that, like of that, like cheekbone, like mm-hmm. high cheekbone, really sculpted look. You can do. There's other alternatives than going yes, under the that knife. are less permanent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I would recommend probably trying the fat dissolving Kybella first. Oh, is threading still, do, do people still perform threading? Is that still? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how does, what is threading? Like, how does that work? Well, there's two different types of threads. There's barbed threads that are made for lifting and tacking up. And then there's smooth threads. And so the barbed threads are what you call your minimally invasive non-surgical facelift. So Mm. we're going to go in there, we're going to grab that skin and we're going to pull back and tack it up. Again, so that will help with the skin laxity, the effects of gravity. 
smooth threads really just help create a matrix. So it's um, somewhere in between where you need a little help, but you don't need that full lift. So it's great for the under chin area um, around the mouth because it will help pop that out, take up some space without being puffy like filler. It will form a tissue matrix, so it'll just give that tissue more density. Wow. How long does that last? That yeah, so the effects of that will last about 9 to 12 months, just like filler. Um, you, The threads dissolve over a few months, and you form your own collagen around them, but you form that collagen in that matrix formation, so you really, as long as it takes your natural collagen to break down. Ah, and you don't have to be, like, put... I was about to say put oh, down. No. <laughs> no, you just topical numbing. Ah. I mean, it's a little uncomfortable. You know, as I say, people like to talk through the procedure, whether those are um, profanity ridden or just like ooey owie. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, but it's very quick. Really? Yeah. How deep do you go into the skin? Uh, so it's not quite the superficial skin, uh, but it's not quite at the bottom of the dermal layer. So it's just underneath. Oh. Mm -hmm. So pretty superficial, I'd say. Oh, interesting. Now, the barbed threads, they are lower, closer towards this mass, which is the layer that they um, everything is attached to. And when you do a facelift, they, they remove everything from this mass and tack it back up to higher on this mass. It's kind of your groundwork, your foundation. And, like, do you see the threads? Like, how does that work? You do as I'm doing the procedure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I put them in the skin. They're poking out. I pull. I tie. Ah! I zip. Um, but then once we're done, we snip it, and then we tuck the ends in the skin. And so you have a little puckering of the skin because we've pulled up that lax, loose skin. And over a few weeks, that just settles down. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Do you do that all do you, do you, do you perform that? Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. Really? Just, uh -huh, in my office, local numbing. Mm -hmm. So for those who want to get a facelift, but don't want to go under the knife. Yes. They can do this. Excellent option. Really? Now the effects will last shorter, you know, one to two years as opposed to five to 10 years, mm. but it's less invasive. It's more affordable, mm. less downtime. Can you do that for lifting like the brow yes. and the eyes, mm -hmm. <gasps> the cat eye, hooded eyes. Yes. Have you done it? Have you gotten it done? Not yet. Oh, I don't like needles. <laughs> Shh, don't tell. <laughs> I have to psych myself up. She's like, but I like to stick other people with needles. <laughs> I don't prefer it, but gosh, it's a mean to an ends, you know? Girls got to do what a girl's got to do. So the good news is if you're a ninny like me, I'm very patient and I will walk you through all of that because I understand. I've passed out doing aesthetic stuff before. Oh, yeah. On yourself or on someone? No. Oh, yeah. it was being performed on me. I'd like to clarify. Sorry, guys. Imagine like you're going in, whoop, yeah. you drop. No, I was getting filler in the back of my hands. Oh, yeah. I and you're in the out. medical field and you're afraid of needles? Is that common? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I mean, fear of needles is not an uncommon thing. I don't fear them. I just don't prefer them. It's just a natural stress response, right? Like, I don't care that it's happening, but I can't help that my body's panicking. And then I woke up and I only had one hand done and they didn't do want to do the other hand. I'm like, you can't leave me unbalanced. I can't have one youthful hand and one grandma hand. You got to... I've already got the adrenaline going. Let's do this. And I, they did, and I was okay.
I'm just picturing, you know those uh, videos where people are riding that that roller coaster where it's like the ball and it like launches them in the air and they're like ah and then they fly. Yes. <laughs> that's like that. That's how yes. I imagine you just like limb. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna need to lay down now. I'm gonna pass out. See you in a few. I'm so sorry, but it's funny. It is funny. Wow. Okay. So I didn't know that you can do, but it's only the face. You can only do threading on the face. Oh, girl. Oh, yeah. The neck, armpits, your abdomen, your knees, the saggy knees. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Butt lift. Mm Mm-hmm. Cellulite. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Cellulite? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those smooth threads, we just put in a matrix and we cross-hatch them and it helps pop it out and form, it releases that adhesion that's pulling down on the cellulite and, and forms some collagen in there so oh. it can help diminish, I'm not going to say a cure, it can be, you know, but nothing's ever 100% guarantee, right. but it can help diminish it. That is so cool. I didn't know that you can do it for like the lower half of your body. I just mm-hmm. thought it was just for your face. Mm-mm. Whoa. Yeah, the loose, saggy skin after kids can help shore that up because it forms that matrix for the tissue to be denser, and then it helps form collagen. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to segue into fibroblast or plasma pin. Oh, wow. So, because I know you do that, Mm -hmm. and I want to do that with you. Mm -hmm. Now, would it be better for, like, for mommies, um, would it be better to do the fibroblast or the... the, um, threading for that area i think it just depends on your individual assessment and goals Mm. depends on your history right we have to make sure you're a candidate and everything i think the threads are a good place to start uh because it can be a little deeper in the dermis but they can be used together because one is a little more superficial and one's a little deeper so if you get 20 percent effectiveness and improvement from one mechanism and then you do this other treatment sequentially and you get 20% improvement from that well hey now we've got 40% improvement wow. you know and how often do they need to do that well that is going to have longer effects it's not an area that is super dynamic we're not using the muscles as much so uh, I would think you do it once see what kind of improvement you get if you want another session to double down on the benefit and then you could just wait and then see if it starts bothering you again or seems to be, you know, collagen breaking down. Then you could do another session in a year or two. Wow. Or you may not need to. Can you do it for the breast? Yes, the decollete. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You're like, my, my mind is so blown away right now. Yes. <gasps> oh, my when, God. When you've got those boob wrinkles yeah. from sleeping, yes, that are giving, they make you look older than you are. You just put some smooth threads in there and it helps pop them out and makes that skin more dense and less resistant to accordion folding like that. Why? Have mm-hmm. you gotten that done? No, I don't have that problem. I'm not that endowed. I <laughs> I, especially like for those who've like lost weight, gained yes. weight, lost weight, mm-hmm. their weights fluctuate. So, mm-hmm. you know, your boobs go And we do it for it. the back of the arms for that same reason. We've got that lax tissue after. Oh my God. Weight. Yeah. And above the knees. I did not know yeah. this at all. My brain is so like mind blown right mm-hmm. now. Oh my gosh. So there are like a lot of less abrasive alternatives for people to try first before having to take that big step into going into surgery. Absolutely. Or surgery. And surgery is more invasive. So you're going to be able to accomplish more. 
mm-hmm. right? So we have to be realistic about expectations. That's but true. if you want to dip your toe in and see what kind of effect you can get before you commit to surgery, if you're waiting to save up for surgery, if you're not a surgical candidate, if you just plain don't want surgery, mm-hmm. but you want to address it, benefit can be had. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Now, like with with that, like say say if you do the threading and the fi- well, first, what is fibroblast? What is plasma pin? Because I know people say fibroblast or plasma pin. Yes. What do you call it? Fibroblast plasma pin. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> so this pin tip never touches your skin. It takes an arc of energy, and it disrupts the skin barrier, and that's the plasma. That's an air quotes for y'all, since you can't see, <laughs> that it creates that tissue and turns it into gas, um, kind of vaporizes the skin. And it creates a little micro injury, which is what most of our anti-aging or um, resurfacing for acne scars and things like that does, is creates this injury on purpose because when the body heals itself, it brings stem cells and white blood cells and collagen to Mm. the area as part of the healing process. So we create these controlled micro injuries and as the scabs fall off, you're creating this healthy, beautiful new tissue. Now with plasma pen, we do it in a pattern that specifically helps tighten the skin. Mm. It's the way you apply it. Um, So depending on what you're trying to achieve with the pen, uh, when you create dots and then put a dot in the middle, it shrinks those dots towards that middle dot and tightens the skin. Ah, so it's just not going willy-nilly and just boop, 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 doing little dots. There's an actual sequence, a pattern to it to actually manipulate it to shape. Exactly. Shape shift your right. skin. Right, yep. And you actually avoid the area you're trying to treat. So if you have a deep wrinkle or a scar, you don't want to treat that area. You want to treat around it to tighten the skin but not harass that delicate tissue. And I've seen that in pictures where people actually do that wrinkle. Like they go on the line. No, unfortunately there's some, yes. Oh my gosh. Not correct. So with plasma pen, what is it specifically, (laughs) specifically for um, fine lines and wrinkles and tightening? Or is there other things, other capabilities that it can do as well? Yes, I think fine lines and tightening are um, its biggest benefits, but uh, scars, hypertrophic scars that are raised, Mm. they can help diminish that. Um, Wart and mole removal. I'm like, I have a scar on my finger. I cut myself from washing the dishes. Oh my goodness. And it just developed this like tissue on my thumb. That would help. Hmm. (laughs) Also, little known fact out there, if you have surgery and you have a nasty scar, Botox in that scar can help diminish the size of the scar, but it has to be done freshly after a cut or surgery. So within six weeks to three months, try and get in and see someone. Wow. Mm -hmm. So if like, what's the one where people, there's a certain cosmetic surgery that people get that they do get scars from it. Uh, even though they're small scars, it's still something that people are concerned about. They can come in. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Absolutely. Whoa. Port removals after chemo tend to scar a lot. You can put, after you freshly get it removed, some Botox in there, and that will help with healing and make the scar smaller. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Carpal tunnel on your hand. You get that long line scar. That can <gasps> help with that. What? Mm-hmm. There's so many things. So, um... So it can help with scarring the, the plasma pen. And what else? Oh, hyperpigmentation, 
two, you said? Mm-hmm. Hypertrophy, uh, the, the scars, the tightening, fine lines. It can help with acne scars too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it help with um, capillaries or no? I don't think so. Not as much. Oh, okay. Laser is, there... laser is really the golden standard for that. Mm, like IPLs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. IPLs are usually best for like people with rosacea too. Mm-hmm. Now with rosacea, microneedling with Botox can be a really good option. Really? Mm-hmm. When we put the Botox superficially into the skin, not in the muscle, Botox just shrinks everything. So it's shrinking those scars we talked about. Um, it will help shrink those vessels. It can help shrink pore size. So when we microneedle it into the surface of the skin, it can really do wonders on the skin. Well, so you just put the solution on the skin and you microneedle mm-hmm. it down? Exactly. Well, I didn't even know that you can do that. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Really great effects. We used to, and people still do, inject the Botox into the skin for rosacea. It's just such a traumatized skin because it's so delicate and it tends to bleed a lot and it hurts when you do that. Mm-hmm. Microneedling is a much nicer way to do that with similar effects. I, I really enjoy it. I did not know It's been that. a game changer for some of my rosacea patients. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have before and afters? Uh not that they're willing to share. Oh, Not everyone okay. <laughs> is willing to post on social media, but uh, I do have some. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's so cool. There's so much stuff you can do. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, I don't think I offer that many services, but I'm starting to collect quite a few because there's just so many things that I think are of value. Yeah, for different people, for mm-hmm. different situations. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. What's your favorite that you do? I mean, everything. there's no replacement for Botox. Botox all day. I love that stuff. I would drink it if I could. No, mm, I love bathe it. Bathe in it. Yes. <laughs> it just really um, can, uh, it's got so many uses and it can just really take years off of someone's face because it just takes the stress away, you mm. know, and you can relieve headaches with it and grinding your jaw and TMJ and I just sweat too, right? You can use yes, it for sweat. people that sweat too much, um, eye spasms, blepharospasms, uh, in people that have them naturally or Parkinson's patients, things like that. So, wow, um, muscle tension, people that have chronic muscle aches after a back surgery or a car accident, um, kids with certain diagnoses and things like that that have muscle spasms it's just really really got a lot of uses so what's the most like uh unusual thing that people don't know that botox can do oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) uh i think bladder spasms why yeah it can be used for bladder spasms so people that are going to the bathroom a lot and not emptying all the way or have painful spasms, can't sleep at night. It really can make a difference. Is the needle longer than usual? Yes, that's done by a urologist in the office. There is (laughs) some topical uh, for comfort. Yeah. Ah, whoa, I didn't even know that. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Let me get back to my questions, my notes, because I'm like, I'm asking you so many different things. Oh, okay. So Back to, I guess, since we're sticking to Botox and fillers, what, um, can anyone get it done? Is there contraindications for certain people? Yes, there's contraindications, but there's really not a lot. There's not a lot of people that aren't candidates. Um, If you're on blood thinners, uh, it just makes you bruise a little more Mm. at risk for bleeding. 
if we're injecting into skin that's um, torturous, so if you have scleroderma, if it's like an, an open wound, things like that, we don't want to um, put a needle in skin that's already upset. Oh, um, okay. So other than that, um, if you have current cancer that's not in remission, that tends to be a contraindication for a lot of things. But at the same time, if you're having migraines or muscle spasm and it's going to bring you relief, then it can still be considered, hmm. but just not for aesthetic purposes. Mm. And anyone like any ages, well, besides little, little children, right? <laughs> 18 and up. <laughs> and I, I have 80 year olds that are getting it. Really? Mm -hmm, because for they the don't look time? 80 sister. So <laughs> yeah, they got to keep it up. Have they came for their first time with you? Yeah, 70s. Yeah, a few in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Is it like their friends talk them into it? or it's just... Daughters. Mm -hmm. Ah, granddaughters. Yes, that's true. It's always the daughters or the granddaughters that keep them up to date with what's going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or a lot of them, they've been doing it for 10, 15 years now. Wow. Early adopters. Um, do you have men that come and get it done? Oh, yes. They're my favorite. Really? They are such wimps. <laughs> no offense, guys, but you kind of are. <laughs> I know, but they own it. They're like, this is why women have childbirth. <laughs> Same when I do waxing for men. They are like, they're hyping themselves up and like getting so worked up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's not that bad. Calm down. <laughs> and then they, we do, we wax like their brows or like their nostrils because when they hit a certain age, they get hair that yes. goes on their nose and their ears, their back, mm -hmm. just a little bit more. And then at, when we're done, they're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I'm mm -hmm. like, see, you freaked out for no reason. <laughs> God bless hormones, though, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> the things they do to us. But they're my favorite because I get to mix it up. You know, they definitely bring a different perspective, <laughs> so it's fun. Mm. Um, I do a lot of the PRF for hair restoration for men. So yes, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how, uh, whoa. So do you do like multiple spots on the head or just yes. like one injection? Mm -hmm. oh. Yep. We micro needle it in and then we inject it into the skin as well. Yeah. We numb wow. it. Um, <laughs> some people say it's uncomfortable. I find it relaxing. I've done it for my own hair loss and I'm like, I could do this all day. It feels so good. But why once so it's numb, <laughs> women can even get it done. Oh, for yes, their yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about eyebrows? Yes, <gasps> what? Mm -hmm. So, for women who've lost like some of their eyebrow hairs, or they're, they're starting to fall out more than usual, yeah. So, the caveat is the follicle has to be active. So, mm -hmm. if you were over plucking in the 90s and hair hasn't grown there, you have to come look at me. I have to look at it and see, okay, yes, I see some scattered follicles. It would be a benefit or no. At this point, there's no nothing active going on. But if you're having a few scattered hairs, then there's possible potential benefit for you. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. How many sessions do they have to do for this? We for do hair? three sessions, about four to six weeks apart. That's the life cycle of a hair follicle. And then after that, you can do a maintenance session about every six or 12 months. So then you don't have to do, what's the surgical version of that? Oh my gosh, yes. A hair transplant. Hair transplant. Follicle transplant. Ouch. How is that? 
It works, but it's painful. And then sometimes the hair at the front of your head looks different than the hair on the back of your head, so it can look a little different. Oh, okay. But it works, but it's painful. Where do they get the hair from? Uh, They'll choose either a patch of hair that they'll cut out of your skin, or they'll take individual follicles, they'll cut them out, and then transplant them at the front. Do they stay? They don't ever fall out? Like, you know how your your hair naturally sheds? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a healthy follicle, so your hair will shed and then regrow. Oh. Oh, interesting. That's like Frankenstein kind of. It is. It's painful because there's so many nerves on the scalp. It's painful. And then you have to, you know, baby it while the follicles are healing and. Wow. So for those who don't want to do that, they can come and see you to get this done. I definitely think it's so not invasive and there's so minimal downtime that and it's affordable that it's worth trying that before you commit to something more invasive. Mm, there's so many. There's a lot of things that you can try like mm-hmm. before jumping the gun into that side of side of town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, uh, what was I going to say? Boop, 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 boop. Get my notes, get my notes. Anyone can get it done. Oh, oh, oh. So for Botox and fillers, how long does the treatment, like how long does the session take when they come and see you? Sure. The Botox session, our first session, because I'm a talker and I like to educate, as we've discussed, you can expect to spend 45 minutes or an hour because we're going to talk about all your options. I'm going to educate you. We're going to do a full assessment. We're going to take your health history, make sure there are no contraindications or just FYI, let's watch for this with XYZ those kind of things, because I really want to treat you as a person, not just as this specific area that you're trying to treat. Mm. Um, And then after that, Botox appointments are 15, 20 minutes, about every three to four months. And filler appointments, I'd say an hour, hour and a half, just because we do, um, it's very quick, but we'll do the same health history and goal setting and assessment, and then I'll do markings and time to numb a little bit if we need to. Sometimes Mm. we don't need to, sometimes we do. Okay, and um, is there any like post-care and pre-care with these specific, with Botox and fillers service, yes, (laughs) service specifically, G-U-S? That is easy for you to say. Um, The Botox, you're going to read a lot of things online that I have to hold this position and not lay down and for 12 hours and, you know, it's um, a lot of old information out there. So the neurotoxin will uptake into the nerve within two hours. Studies have confirmed for us within the last year. So two hours are the only time you need to take your precautions and you just don't want to massage the area because you want to leave the product by the muscle where we put it. We don't Mm -hmm. want it spreading to another muscle. And you don't want to vasodilate, which means you don't want to get your blood pumping. So you don't want to go work out. You don't want to do heavy lifting. You don't want to put on a ball cap and massage the area or go sit in the sun and soccer practice in the middle of July Mm. where you're going to be sweating for Mm. two hours. You just want to take it easy for those two hours. After that, it's done what it's going to do. It's going to clear from your system. No big deal. Um, And there's not a whole lot to improve the longevity of the Mm. Botox other than don't massage it all day, every day. Mm. If you massage it, it's going to wear it down faster because you're moving that muscle, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're Um, stimulating it. mm -hmm. 
And then for filler, uh, it takes, Botox takes two weeks to kick in. So we're going to check up in two weeks. How did everything kick in? Are you happy with it? Do we need to touch anything up? Um, filler takes two weeks for the swelling to go down. So really that's over a trajectory though. You're not going to be swollen fully for two weeks, but days two and day three, you're going to have more swelling. So just expect that you can do ibuprofen or over the counter pain relievers. You can ice it if you want just to help limit the swelling. Um, but it's not typically painful. Uh, it's just visually, if you want to limit the swelling Mm. more Mm -hmm. so with lips than anywhere else. And then uh, two weeks to let it settle in. And then after that, if there's anything we need to finesse. So you may be instructed to massage an area. You may be instructed, don't massage an area. Don't mm. let it settle in. And then after the fact, we'll follow up. And if we need to massage anything at that time. So it really just depends on your treatment and how it went and, and what your post instructions are. And how, like, if, say, they're going on a special occasion, like going out to mm, bed or something, mm-hmm. how soon should they get it before going on, go, doing that? Yes. Like going vacation, special occasion, all that jazz. Two weeks is a good rule because okay. that's how long it takes the Botox to kick in. That's how long it takes for swelling to go down from filler. And that's about the lifetime of a bruise, too. So if you do have a little pinpoint bruise from the needle, uh and, and that's for the majority, it's a good rule of thumb for a majority of your aesthetic services because if you do have bruising from doing something with a needle, uh, generally it should be resolved by then. Oh, okay. And um, do they, they don't bleed, it's, they don't bleed when you're, they're getting that done or anything or any scar, like little micro scar or anything like that? Gosh, I mean, have I seen that? Rarely. Ooh. But it's possible because it's a needle Mm -hmm. you know some people they've gotten an IV and they'll have a little pinpoint pigment scar Mm. these needles are not nearly as big as an IV um, so you shouldn't Uh, but you are disrupting the skin so you can get a pigment change of course pigment changes usually fade with time Mm -hmm. um, and it's not very common but I can't say no 100% not possible Mm I think that's all the questions that I had. I felt like I, I, I asked a lot. <laughs> I went off to different subjects of, of your field. Um, what, and I know we discussed about like what your favorite things to do are, um, which is Botox. Is there anything else that like you would like to share about what you do? Or um, I know you can mention too, Oh my God, my brain is dead today. What is going on? <laughs> of course, you can mention about how they can follow you, like social media, contact you, website, and all that too. Okay. Um, but it, other than that, is there any other information that you would like to let people know? I just really would do your homework before you go to an aesthetics provider. Ask them the last continuing education they did. Ask them what their mm-hmm. training is. Um, look at examples of their work. Um, I don't have all of my pictures on social media because I'm too busy injecting. I'm, <laughs> I'm a business of one. <clears throat> I'm spending time talking to my clients. And I have some that are um, in my personal portfolio that my clients feel comfortable showing other clients but aren't out for social media consumption. Um, so make sure that your goal in aesthetics aligns with theirs because what some people think is 
um, or perceive as pretty or they prioritize isn't what you, you perceive as pretty or prioritize, mm. you know. Some people think Richard Gere is hot and some people don't. That's just <laughs> life. So you want to find someone that's in alignment with that and that is really educated in their field. So they should be able to answer your questions with ease and uh, provide you uh, a counterpoint to your point, you know, and, and talk about all the options, not just the ones that they provide. Mm. Um, and then, oh, you can follow me on social media, Instagram, Dermaglow Med Spa, D-E-R-M-A-G-L-O-W Med Spa, one word. Um, and then all my information's on there. Perfect. You can DM or text or call. Do you prefer... Do you prefer DM, text, or whatever matter. works for that person? <laughs> whatever is most convenient. You know, some of us don't check our instant messages. Some of us don't tech, check our texts. Um, some of us only want to call. They don't want to have to have verbal written stuff that they have to read and follow up on. So, whatever works for you. Um, I did want to say uh, when we had started talking about what kind of things we were going to talk about in the interview, you asked for anything else I wanted to add. But it was not aesthetics related. Ooh, okay, yes. Tell me. Give it to me. And I actually wanted to pull a card for you today, too, before we end on our conversation. Oh, how lovely. I'm trying something different for my interviews. So my advice is just whatever you do to try and lead with love and kindness. Because if you do that on a daily basis, even though it can be hard some days, you will change the world mm. in a small way. And that's just more what what we need more of right now, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's so beautiful. You have such a beautiful heart. You're so genuine, generous, genuine, gen generous, genuous, gen. What is going on with my brain today? I don't know, but I'm I here for it. I'm having fun. No idea what's happening. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm very kind. She even got me an instrument. She got me a Zafiru chime. I'll have to play it later for you guys. But before we end, I forgot to mention I wanted to pull a card out for you. Just, just because, why not? Let's play. So I'm going to sit the mic down. And I'm just going to do, just want whatever card comes out. And okay. you are more than welcome to read it. Or you don't have to. Or... If you read it, you can just read it and not have to say what it relates to in your life. Whatever you feel. Mm. Whatever you fancy. I'm going to reveal my deep, dark secrets. Yes. <laughs> We're going to get to know you real good. No, just the secret is I'm an imperfectly imperfect, perfectly imperfect hot mess. That's the secret. I love it. Perfectly imperfect hot mess. Too many. We just want one. Actually, you know what I'm going to have you do? I'm going to have you grab one. No, I'm going to have her grab one. Not jump out. <laughs> Sorry. You just hear me, like, talking to myself. <laughs> okay. Ooh, mouths are so pretty. It's a very... Oh, thank you. It's a very pretty deck, the Rose Oracle deck. Yes. I got this deck... It came out on my birthday day, so I was oh, like, I sweet. gotta order it. So I pre-ordered for it. This was last year. And I love, like, the pastel, whimsical colors. Okay, let's see what this is. Oh, would you like for me to share what mm -hmm. it says? Okay. The card says, the wild rose. Do it your way. Mm. Ain't that true, honey? Embrace your uniqueness. Untamed. 
I feel like we were kind of talking about that today. Watch out, world. <laughs> Hot Mess Express coming through. <laughs> just deal with it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have. I mean, I'm just so blessed this last year of um, doing Dermaglow full time. I had previously been balancing two jobs and two kids. And uh, it's just been wonderful to have that autonomy to be able to do um, as feels right in the moment and um, just really loving life right now and so grateful for this season. It's been how long now since you've been just with Dermaglow? Uh, about a year. About a year. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thanks to my beautiful friends and colleagues <laughs> uh, like yourself that encouraged me to just do it and and take the leap and knew I'd be okay and God is providing and we're paying the bills and our life is sweet. Oh. And there's so much more out there for you to do and discover in your in your field and this new path that you're oh taking. My gosh, yes. I mean, because we were even talking about because uh, you come and get facials with me, and I we do the Divine Rose facial, so it's the custom facial combined with the energy work. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing about was it Reiki? But what was it that we were talking about that you have experience in that you you know how to do it? Some f- sort of energy work of some sorts I'm so sorry for putting you on the spot (laughs) why am I drawing a blank I know exactly the conversation you're talking about and I know what I'm talking about but I can't my words something with it's not Reiki but it's something of kind of that idea or, or or modality oh my goodness my brain's gone <laughs> that's okay but oh my goodness was it it wasn't the color one because we that was something new I learned about you it's gonna come it is not right now though <laughs> but I'm curious if you do start introducing yes. that into what you do too oh Guided imagery. Guided imagery. Yes. So we were talking about how I'd use it with my cancer patients for nausea yes. and pain and color energy specifically. You know, good colors in and negative colors out with your breath work. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what it was. So it was about colors, but a, dif- a different way of using colors. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a mm-hmm. rainbow. Mm. Do you remember, what is that? That doll or that cartoon, Rainbow? Rainbow Bright? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was her for Halloween in ninth grade. <laughs> That's Loved you. Her. Rainbow is my favorite. Oh, mm-hmm. I really do hope you use this in your in your career. I think it would be really nice, mm-hmm. especially with people who are um, – because all you said, you're not just there for the physical aesthetic of people. You're there through – everything for them like a a a good source of a a guidance for people you Mm -hmm. know through their own life's journey and 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 even like self-confidence and I think that would be really cool to introduce but you know it's it's what it's however you want to take your practice but I thought that was really cool when you mentioned that you you do that as well that you have um, expertise in that field of things too thought it was cool but anyways <laughs> something to think about something to think about but um i'm gonna put all your information so your phone email instagram all in the just dis- uh detailed description in this episode 
And um, I think that's pretty much it. That's all? Is that all you would like to say? Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so kindly for joining me with this episode. I should have thanked you in the beginning of this, but I just really went into it. I'm sure you did. (laughs) And thank you for your kind words, too. You're always Uh, so uplifting. Thank you. Oh, you're just a magical person. Your husband is very lucky. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Honey, if you're listening. You're lucky. Don't forget it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Valentine's birthday, they're coming up. Oh, yes. Oh, are you doing anything for Valentine's with Dermaglow? Do you do, like, seasonal stuff? Uh, I'm just doing Botox. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do want to ask, before we end this, do you still do Botox parties? Do you still provide that? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I love parties. Oh, my gosh. You get to see people in their natural habitat, right? <laughs> They're hanging out with their girlfriends and just the dynamic and interactions. I always have so much fun. It's it's a blast. And how do... Um how do they do they do it at their house? Do they do it at their jobs? Like yeah, where do both. they host? Some people will host at their office. Some people will host at their house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the community house where you rent the what's that called? You know where your communities have the common house that you can rent for parties. Clubhouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. How far do you travel for that? Oh, I've gone to Palestine. I've gone to Dallas. I've gone to Austin. I've. Mm-hmm. Wow. So anywhere, in, almost in Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. Cause I, I, I forgot to add that to my notes and I just thought about it right now before we were ending this. But yeah, our Valentine's special is, uh, if you have 25 units of Botox, you get five units free. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. So if you're curious of getting Botox, you should definitely stop on by at Dermaglow and get your Botox done before V-Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yes, let's. We'll have fun. <laughs> Thank you so much again. I really, really enjoyed this. And I'm sure this isn't the only episode that we're going to do together because there's so much, so many more questions that I have and so many more questions that a lot of my guests have that I'm not able to answer because I don't know that much about this industry. So thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. See you next time. Bye. If you would like to continue this conversation with me, please visit my website at www.gildedrosespa.com. Here, we'll also have all the information you need to schedule your appointments and purchase any products to upgrade your skincare routine. You are also more than welcome to leave me a voice message in the detailed description on each episode if you would like for me to answer any of your questions. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence in Your Skin podcast and never forget to enhance your harmony.